1: Welcome in, everybody, to the OBR Newswire Podcast, your home for all things Cleveland Browns. It is Wednesday. It's April 29th. It's weird to me that as quickly as, or sorry, as slowly as March went by, we are almost through April. I hope this podcast finds you and yours well. It is a a good time of year to continue talking about the Browns and the draft, and that's what we're going to do. Before we get to the draft content, we're going to talk to you about our good friends and sponsors of the OBR Newswire Podcast Here at Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Chew. They're the ultimate discreet way to get your male enhancement. If you are struggling in the bedroom, struggling to perform in any form or fashion, they're discreet with the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis. They're chewable. They work faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. You don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. Blue Chew's online physician is free of cost. Once you're approved, your order ships to your door. Discreet packaging. Nobody knows but you, except well, somebody else will know at the end of the night, if you know what I'm saying. Anyway, Bluechew's offering a great deal right now for Blue Wire listeners using the promo code Blue Wire. Just pay five dollars shipping, and get your first order free. You again use that promo code Blue Wire, all one word. Just pay the five dollars shipping again. That's blueche dot com promo code Blue Wire. Okay, so. Big news of the day is that we obviously get Richard Higgins back. I'm going to talk to our guest about that here in a minute. Um, you know, a one-year deal just south of a million dollars. I'm sure there's going to be some incentives for him if he plays well. Uh, big news, especially for after the top two guys, it's kind of a mystery as who, to who the veteran presence could be for the rest of the wide receiver room and play some of those snaps. So, again, we'll, we'll talk with uh, Jared Mueller, our guest. You can read Jared. Uh, at the OBR he's doing a ton of content he's done a a ton of content leading up to the draft he will continue to do more um, looking at depth charts and looking at the rest of the division as we go forward and push into the abyss of the offseason here so I'm going to welcome in Jared now Um, you know Jared like I said you can find his work all over the OBR website he's been on this podcast several times he will continue to be on this podcast every week Jared how are you
0: hey I'm doing all right man a beautiful day down here we almost got to 80 degrees
1: I know, man. Really lovely out. It's nice, you know, when the when the quarantine stuff has happened and most people are still um, working from home or, or still maybe you're unfortunately not back to work. But it is always nice to get the weather to bring up your uh, bring up your emotions. So I, I'm with you. It is it's nice to get some nice days outside and like you said before we came on here, get some yard work done and and uh, soak up soak up the sun for a little bit. But we're not here to talk about weather, although we could. We are here to talk about the draft. <laughs> you and I talked after round one um you know uh, uh, specifically about um did we get together after the second round or was it the first round just the
0: first round it was after the first round about yeah. two in the morning somewhere in that area you're, well, okay. you're a total of three hours of sleep
1: it's all a blur it's all a blur so let's knock <laughs> out the first round you and i talked about that let's talk about going forward which one of these re- the, the remaining picks were your favorite um of you know the rest of rounds two through seven
0: you know, for the past, I don't know, five, seven years, free safety has been someone that, uh, a position that I've been looking at and wanting a guy, the guy. Just a dynamic player there. I just love the opportunity to have someone like Grant Delpit. Uh, I love it even more after uh, reading and watching your uh, some of your film breakdown on him. Um, But I, you know, whether it's Buddha Baker, back to Earl Thomas coming out of Texas, um, Malik Hooker out of Ohio State, for me, a free safety who can do a lot of things and can can patrol, kind of patrol and control. So I just try to combine those two words. uh, Kind of the back end of a defense is just something that. That I've wanted for a long time and so to see double fall there based on some issues that are real when it comes to tackling but I think all of the things I want my free safety to do he does really really well um, if he's tackling a lot that's not exactly the primary thing I want him to do he needs to be able to do it and there's things that he needs to work on but I love the idea of having someone back there uh, who makes the quarterback think a little bit before launching the ball deep or across the middle, any of those kind of things. So for me, uh, Delpit was someone that who was really, really exciting for me. Um, and then after that, it really came down to Nick Harris, uh, not specifically because of him as a player, though he is a great fit for the Browns' offense. But for me, it was just filling in needs. Like, we can look at the 53 or 56 or whatever the number is now roster and say there's a lot of good players but what happens when there is an injury so bringing back hollywood allows obj and jarvis to come back from their surgeries but i was not sure who the backup center was going to be and i know that sounds like i'm nitpicking um but i don't like going into a season not having some idea who's going to play a specific role that is one snap away and so now for the browns with nick harris in place I'm not sure there's anywhere that I'm overly concerned that there's not someone available to fill a role outside of quarterback, which every team is kind of screwed, but Case Keenum's a good backup. Yeah, they brought in Evan
1: Brown, right? They had signed him. I think he had been with the Giants and a couple other places. But I don't think that that was at all going to be a solidified roster spot. And really with with Harris and Jedrick Wills brought in, you you kind of start to say things up front are going to get a little dicey. Like if they're going to keep nine – they got two backup tackles they probably keep Forbes and they probably keep Harris and then it's like you know from there it gets a little dicey in terms of some of the other guys um but it's nice to know like you said they have two tackles who have extensive playing time uh in yep. Lamb and, and Hubbard for good or bad I mean obviously those two guys are reserves are going to be reserves for a reason and um you know and then you have a young guard and ever uh, Drew Forbes who you think could be something down the line if he doesn't Forbes ultimately win that right guard job, or Harris could win the right guard job. I would imagine all three of them get snaps, much like last year we dealt with Kalis and and Kush, and um, who's the other one rotating in a right guard? There was a three-headed monster uh, oh, rotating geez. in a right guard. I can't even remember at this point. I know <laughs> Kalis was, and Kush was, and then... Um, was Corbett already dealt before? Corbett that? was not dealt. Corbett was the guy that we were all <laughs> thinking about before. Yeah, so that's... I think their their top nine is much better this year. Uh, it'll be really fun to see how they develop them in that scheme, and uh, fingers crossed they can remain healthy through through camp and whenever camp gets here or whatever that all looks like. So, um, I'm with you though on Delpit. I think he's he has an issue that is like a it's like a really beautiful face, male or female, <laughs> whatever your thing is, and there's just a giant pimple. Like it's just it's just like. Mm-hmm. This thing that is is unavoidable that if he doesn't clean up and he'll become a higher percentage tackler at the NFL level, tackler, tackler at the NFL level, um, you 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 worry about how well he's going to do. You know how what does his career look like? Because you know you can say you're paying a guy more to play free safety and cover the football and play in space, but at the end of the day, offensive coordinators at the and if a level will find a weakness, they'll find a way to get Delpit in space against people he has to tackle that are difficult to tackle. And if he can't do it consistently enough, it's going to be a problem. So, uh, you know, there is no perfect rhyme or reason to tackling. Delpit's a highly regarded recruit coming out of high school where he learned to tackle at the high school level. He was sent to a, a great defensive coordinator at LSU, and Aranda, who who spent tons of time with tackling, and he learned how to tackle. He'll come into the league, and they'll talk to him about different varieties of ways to tackle. But at this point, he knows how to tackle. It's a matter of if you can do it or not. It's like it's just like hitters. Like you could have perfect form as a hitter, but you either got to make contact with the ball or not. And and it's like you know you're dealing with a variety of different speeds all the time. And you just have to find a way to get guys on the ground. I don't care if you roll your hips, get low, sink your you know butt, and you and you perfectly lift someone off the ground and you form tackle, or if you grab their shoelace and it ultimately trips them. You just, especially safeties playing deep ball most of the time, playing the, the back line of the defense, you you know you, it's your. It's your tackle or the end zone, so you you just have to find a way to get them down. Now, Grant will move into the box and play support, big nickel stuff too. I don't have any doubt about that, but like at the end of the, the day for his career, to avoid too many cliches there, he could be a very average player if he can't figure out tackling. He'll be a guy who can cover but can't tackle and ultimately can't play in run situations. Or he will be an all-pro, potentially an all-pro level player. His his is all over the board. I think he's gonna. It he's gonna really be, is. He's gonna be okay. Like he's gonna be an okay player if he doesn't tackle well. He can find a way to get on the field in the NFL. But you you know if he can if he can figure out a way to consistently cut down you know keep keep the missed tackles in a season around ten to fifteen or below, even like that eight to twelve range. You're talking about a guy who has every bit the ounce of talent to to make himself a truly all pro level player. Does he get there? I don't know. Pro bowl player even. That would be fantastic for the Browns <laughs> secondary. They would love that. So it's an interesting pick. It's an interesting film study. Um, and I would encourage you guys to go watch that and make your own assumptions. I give you some stuff, I think. But the point of these film studies is to provide a lot of different film and a lot of different parts of their game so that you can say, and-, and and this is what I think, or this is the conclusion that I can draw from looking at that. So that's what we try to do um, as-, as best we can with those. So, uh yeah that's where i'm at with delpit i I hope it works out i really do and
0: i'll just tell you the thing that i love about the film study is i'm watching it again as a mental health professional is just looking at how and why and some of those kind of things and so we know in the uh college football playoff and uh last year he he made all of his tackles focused kind of paying attention to the details when you're such a great athlete like he is and Um, the idea of just getting the player to the ground like that seems easy and it probably was easy for him a lot. And so hopefully he's able to really focus when it matters. Um, You even saw it when he got stiff armed by the kicker uh, in that one play that you broke down. He thought he had the kicker and then the kicker who was kind of ripped stiff armed him. And obviously he got back into the play and did a lot of good things. But I think what you see there is kind of that mentality of someone in high school and college who was able to do it physically physically. And oftentimes just being physical worked and just throwing his body at somebody. And so hopefully he's able to focus a little bit more because he at times does show that that ability and that focus and that drive to do it. Um, it just seems like someone who is just such a great athlete all his life that he could get people down just by barely being around them.
1: Yeah, no, great point. And you brought up the, the, the stiff arm. That was Rodrigo Blankenship, who appears... To have signed with the Colts, I was fascinated. Georgia kicker. Um, yep. He, he he signed with the Colts. I don't know if he got. I don't think he got drafted, right? Uh, no, they I, signed. No, he did not. Fantastic yeah. sports goggles, spec, you know, rec specs. Uh, Top notch. <laughs> so we'll we'll look out for him. But anyway, next question would be in kind of a dual question. Here is like your biggest questionable pick and kind of your biggest surprise, which I've seen as I've gone through these, have morphed into sort of one thing there.
0: You know, honestly, um, my biggest sp- surprise is actually Donovan Peoples-Jones being available as late as he was, only because the NFL tends to overvalue size and speed combinations, um, especially when you look at the quarterback uh, situation that they dealt with there. So I was just surprised he was available. And to be honest, I was surprised that the Browns drafted him because they tend to value production. Like, that's something, you know, when you look at Jacob Phillips, who is probably other people's surprise pick. um, he put up the numbers he was their leading tackler you know he started there all of those kind of things donovan people's jones just didn't do that so he was really my surprise pick and to be honest uh i enjoyed that surprise pick because they went with upside and so whenever i would do mock drafts when i get to the sixth seventh round i'm really looking for somebody who does something really really well Or just is really, really fast or really, really big or really, really strong. Like those are things that at that point, if they're available, they're obviously not producing at a great level. But let me see if I can use this one skill that they have or these two skills that they have uh, to make something of them at the next level. So he really was the guy that that I was really intrigued by, especially before we uh, re-signed Higgins. I thought it was going to happen. It was most likely going to happen. But at that point, it was really OBJ and Landry both coming off injuries. So even just having somebody who they can put out at the X, you know, and, and let him run deep, uh, some of those kind of routes uh, was just somebody I was excited to have at the sixth round. Then again, he may not make the team, but he's someone who can make the team. He can have a role on special teams, um, and he was available there at the 187th pick.
1: I would be stunned if he doesn't make the team. I think the way they talk about him and what they want from that guy on the roster, uh, his value, I think they have every intention of having him on the 53 man this year, and if he doesn't make it, that means he was just just really pathetic in camp. Like I just think that they really like him, So um, and I, I know a lot of respected minds that really like him, so yeah, I would be pretty surprised if he didn't end up making the team at least this year but we'll, we'll see about it it's it's there's a lot of talent I mean there's a lot of guys that could pop and you know Ratley could show out or Hodge could show out and, and you know Higgins and all of those guys There's a lot of like weird three through six seven talent you think they're going to keep four tight ends and they're going to keep a fullback which they haven't traditionally done they've kind of hybrided the fullback and tight end things so uh, roster spots are going to be gone quickly it'll be fascinating yep. to pay attention to that.
0: And that's the thing that's really, if we overall look at this draft, the thing that excited me the most is Wills and Delpit have their roles immediately. After that, the Browns do not have to use these guys like they if they earn their spots, they earn their spots. But and I know Browns fans want players to produce right away. But the reality is, is rookies tend to struggle. And this year, when there's not going to be the OTAs, we're supposed to be getting ready for rookie mini camp on Friday or Thursday, whatever it would have been. Without that, the Browns, their third round, their two third-round picks, their fourth-round pick, everybody doesn't have to be used. Like Harrison Bryant is going to be their third tight end, right? Uh, Jacob Phillips is going to compete to start at linebacker, but he doesn't have to. Jordan Elliott is going to be their backup three technique. All of that, when I look at this draft, the thing that excites me the most is these players can be used specifically in what they're good at, besides Wills and Delpit, first and second-round picks, they should be ready to go they can be used for what they're good at, and they're not going to be forced into extra snaps where the more you play a rookie, the more likely they are to be uh, have a mistake made or to be really focused on. Greedy Williams last year, after a while, offensive coordinators are like, we're just going to... F- throw it over there at that where that guy is and just make him make plays thinking that over time he's going to make mistakes which rookies tend to do. So overall that's really the thing that I'm most excited about is they have talent and they have players that uh, have roles, but those roles are not required to to be 80% of those offensive or defensive snaps, those kind of things. So overall that that is what about the draft really excites me and then I decided to put up the skill position players that included Bryant and Peoples-Jones, and when I'm at 10 and 11 players that I think can get relatively decent snaps uh, and can play this year at the skill position, where you can only have five on the field at a time, that tends to get me kind of pumped up once they get today.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a lot more tight ends than people are accustomed to seeing, and when you look at snap counts at the end of games, it's going to be like, oh, man, we only played seven snaps for our third receiver, or or 10, or and it'll vary. I mean, because Stefanski doesn't want to, he doesn't want to be predictable in that nature. And, and I, I, you know, everybody's seen the quote about keeping teams out of nickel packages because it keeps away the exotic pressures. And that couldn't be more true. And but some teams are better in base, you got to find a way to get them out of base. And, and it's just going to be really fun to watch. going to write on that at some point about the misconceptions of this offense. And what they want to do and what they ultimately will try to do. So, anyway, this is Jared Mueller, yeah, and he's the best. He's, he's going to continually have really great conversations like this one, where we could go for three hours, but we have to cut it at 15 <laughs> minutes. But that's the uh, that's the breaks of the game. We'll keep having him on as usual every week, and you'll keep reading his stuff. So, Jared, you're the man. Thanks, buddy.
0: Thanks, Jake. Appreciate it, brother. Okay,
1: we'll be back tomorrow as usual. We appreciate you joining us. We appreciate you reading everything that's up on the site and jumping in and asking the insiders and all that fun stuff. Still a great deal. Going on at the website and a great film room up on Jordan Elliott by uh, John Stephenson. You can read on the uh, new defensive tackle the Browns bought in. Make sure you get over there and read that. Thank you to our sponsors Blue Chew. and also to BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag has all of the best uh, opportunities for you to make some money during this dry gambling season. You can gamble in a myriad of different things from uh, the weather to Madden 20 simulations to you know get on there and play the poker, blackjack stuff. 24 hours a day, all online there. Got a great match bonus using that promo code BLUEWIRE. Go to betonline.ag, your trusted online experts. They'll do fantastically by you, and hopefully, you can make some money from them. That'd be the dream during this tough time. Again, thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow, and as usual, go Browns.